Hello, my name is Nick Jaina. This is a pep talk for writers. Just a little pep talk. Get you along your way, writing-wise. <laughs> Maybe that's all self-explanatory in the name. I want to talk today about writing a prayer. Not as a reason to um, necessarily submit to any deity or... I don't know, when I grew up I thought of praying as stupid, I guess, <laughs> to be honest. I thought it was just obviously a, a, a hoax, like something that was swindling people. Because when you prayed, you obviously didn't get what you wanted. Otherwise, you could pray for a million dollars and everything would be fine. But in the last few years, I've realized the value of prayer is not in what you receive, but just the practice itself, the unloading of your burden, the unloading of your fears, um, the enumeration of uh, things that you're grateful for and also the counting of things that you're amazed by and in wonder by. <clears throat> in wonder by? In wonder of. In wonder of. <laughs> so a prayer can be something that transforms you. It just moves you to a different place, like this podcast. The, the prayers that I have done have involved uh, smoking out of a pipe, and the smoke ends up being your troubles and your questions and your worries and they just go up like smoke into the sky and you can feel the weight taken off your shoulders just the the pondering of this problem and it's not like there's an instant solution to it but just the worrying about it can be lifted at least for a while i think a prayer is a valuable way into that voice of gratitude of amazement of just a lifted reverence for the world. So, Anne Lamott says there's three steps to a prayer. Help, thanks, and wow. You ask for help, um, picking a specific audience, a, a deity, uh, a, a friend, uh, someone who's deceased, perhaps. You ask them for help. You give gratitude for what you have in your life. It's an opportunity to look at all the things that you do have that maybe you're overlooking because you're thinking about what you don't have. And then, wow, just an amazement of the fact that you're alive, anything that you see in your life that is just gives you wonder. And so I like to think of, who can I pray to? Um, I think a good place to look is anything with a scope, a, a lifespan longer than yours, anything with a bigger picture. If we're looking to ease our burdens of something small in our world, we can look to something that has a resonance larger than our lifetimes that carries on forward. It doesn't have to be God or a God. Um, I like praying to the redwood trees. They're almost eternal, maybe even eternal if we don't chop them down. They are grounded, they are nourishing, and I find when I'm around them, my troubles go away. So I wrote a prayer here, I'm going to read some of it as an example of a type of prayer. To the redwoods, ever green, ever living, I need your help. You are nourishment. You are strength. You've endured through cultures who venerated and worshipped you and seen those cultures scatter at the rifle shot of a culture who only looked at you for how many bored feet of lumber you could offer. And in watching your fellow trees chop down, there was never screaming or thrashing, never violent attack, just silent acceptance. How do you do it? Please help me. 
to see the value of staying in one place, of drawing my support from the area directly around me, of providing shelter to those who need it, providing quiet stillness in a rushing world. I wonder what the days feel like to you, this cascading of heat and cold, wind brushing past, water deep in the soul. I wonder how it feels to let go of names and reputation, systems and language, and just stand tall on a hillside. Please help me to stand taller in my Qigong forms, to move through my changes with strength and purpose. Please help me to be brave when the world shifts around me, to not let that fever commandeer my feelings. One day, I want to merge with you in the sunlight on top of that hill, standing still with the honeyed rays of the sun. I suppose we trick ourselves into thinking that we can't always find real nourishment, that we have to compromise with what's available to us at the moment. The truth is that real nourishment is more abundant than addictive substances. Addictions have to be fed, processed, churned out, and distributed. Nourishment is poking through every crack in the cement. Nourishment is pulsing and shimmering at every moment. It's not that it's too subtle to notice, it's that it's too obvious. It's the wolf in wolf's clothing. Hiding in the sunlight because we've become attuned to looking for something cowering and shameful. We don't expect it to be so bold. Funny how trees never have a moment of rebellion when they tear out their roots and leave home. Leslie was the first to tell me that redwoods grow in a circle around their elders. They look like they're facing inward at the decaying corpse, praying to receive nourishment from it. And then they grow in that same circle, never traveling, never running away. They are the same, after all. The same creature that once grew in the center. Please help me to remember my ancestors. To remember that we're one unbroken line. Our fears and our dreams are all together. Please help me to enjoy this minute. This quiet. This sunbeam. I invite you to try to write a prayer. Ask for help. Express gratitude. Document your amazement of the world. Give it a try. Thank you.
Thank mm-hmm. you.